Okay. Um, <clears throat> so in the Hebrew, we're on page 23, Tes, and in the English, towards the bottom of page 20. <clears throat> Let's just review where we're holding over here. So the Piazetzner taught us the idea that by davening, in order to be able to get in, to get in to allow your soul to reveal itself, so Piazetzner said, deliberately um, cause yourself to have emotions. And it doesn't matter what's that gonna, what you're thinking about or what's going to be bringing about the emotions. It doesn't matter because the Piazetzner's thesis is that kol regesh is his galus anefesh, that anytime there's a feeling, anytime you get excited, it's the, the soul being revealed, right? Which, of course, we mentioned at the time that, that is the, Aristotle says the same thing. That's in poetics. That that's the idea of why a person likes what he calls catharsis, not like the Rav. That's why a person likes drama or likes comedy because you like feeling yourself. Um, people like to feel, right? Because feeling is feeling self. So I like roller coasters and scary movies. Exactly, same idea. Exactly the same idea. That's that's the idea that you get to watch somebody else about to be killed. Yeah, that's so. <clears throat> right, or the the heightened tension, or the anticipation, or the thrill. Yeah. All people enjoy that you're alive. Yes, exactly. It's it's not just affirming that you're alive. When you feel an emotion, you're alive. Right. It is life. Right. It, it is, is life itself. Yes. Right. Like. Uh, um, like Robin Williams says in Dead Poet Society, right? The science, technology, math, medicine, these are things that sustain life. But poetry, love, that's what we live for. Right? right? So that's, that's uh, an honor of St. Val- Valentine's Day. Um, and so, yeah, people like to feel. The problem is, problem is when, when people decide their Judaism based on that. That's when it's a real problem. Just on the feeling. On the feeling, yeah. and the fact that people like feeling, like having an emotion, yeah. so I'll 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 decide, you know, and base my Judaism and my 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 praxis based on that. So that could get very tricky because even the Pizessen would say that that's not the end all be all. It's only you know, it's only to, the, the first and foremost thing is Shulchan Aruch. But anyway, but Lamaisa, so the Pizessner said to deliberately raise up emotions during davening, and then hijack them and bring them to Hashem. He brought an example, thinking of your own tsaras, thinking of something that hurts you, thinking of something your issue, thinking of something that, that's, that's, that's shverif and hearts, that's bitter, that, that makes your heart ache, even if it's something of this world. And then when you have that feeling, then see yourself before the throne of glory and, and throw yourself before Hashem, cry before Hashem, and then you see that you're bringing that emotion into Hashem. And then, and then he said, if that doesn't work, so... Um, then he gave this whole long thing about one's own day of death, which we won't review. Uh, it's pretty scary stuff. Okay. And that's also, that was to bring about, you know, again, sadness, and then use that sadness to bring it close to Hashem. So we spoke about that. Um, by the way, if you remember, we asked us, I don't know if it was your question or somebody's question, why is it that the Piazza doesn't bring positive things? Right? He only brings like negative, like crying and sorrows. Why doesn't he bring the idea to, to raise feelings of, of love and emotion by davening? So we said that it's easier to do this. I think that was the bottom line. And I asked Robert Weinberger I, uh, during the past week, I, I asked him what he thinks. And he also said, because this is easier, this is much more hits you in the kishkas and, the, you know, more jarring to use his word. Okay, now in Ois Tess, the Piazetzner is going to give the exact opposite advice. Not opposite, that's the wrong word to come. The opposite direction. He's now going to go in the opposite direction. If until now he was speaking about uh, by davening, deliberately causing emotions to happen and then bringing them into Kedusha, now he's going to talk about what happens when you have emotions Stamkacha, how to bring them into davening. How to bring them to Hashem. Let's see. <clears throat> In other words, yeah, let's see. Cheshvani, yeah? Oiz test. Cheshvani, I think, Shalochim kokach nefesh odom tmuna v'yesheina shnas oilam. I think that this is really the reason that, that our souls are hidden and sleeping in a, a, a eternal rest. V'i'efshala, 
And the reason our souls is not able to, to wake up, to strengthen itself with, with good thoughts, with, with good holy arousal. Why? He says, this is the thesis of this, this Eitzah, and this Eitzah, I got to say, is very, very practical, what he's going to say now. And he says over here, why? What's the reason? That the tefillah and the feeling emotion don't happen at the same time. In other words, it's like you definitely daven and you definitely feel emotions, but they just don't happen at the same time. So until now he's been talking about, okay, so deliberately cause yourself to have emotion by davening, but now he's going to say the opposite direction. What happens if you feel emotion in the middle of the day? Right? He says... The problem is that davening and the sirs don't come at the same time. A lot of times you daven, and you just can't wake yourself up. You're just too, you know, the, one of those days where, you know, can't barely open your mouth to say the words. And the opposite. When in the middle of the day a person feels emotion, you, you're awakened, you're excited. He says, you don't daven and it's not the time to daven, right? You're, feeling, you're putting your kids to sleep and you're feeling a, a strong feeling of love. And the Piazetsna would say, right? So, so that you wish by davening you would have that feeling, right? Well, not when your kids don't want to go to sleep. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not one of those nights where they give you a problem. One of those nights where they're happy to lie down. That's the other, that's the Yeah, right, yeah, exactly, yeah. But anyway, so when you have a, a strong feeling of love, so it's, a bit, so it's not time to daven now. So lachin murgal nafshay, lishen v'lanuch bitimtuma. Therefore, the soul has become used to sleeping and resting in its closeness. How does it translate bitimtuma? Do you see? To sleep and rest in his groggy mm. sleep. And can I come to say the pure mindfulness? No, that's a groggy sleep. Okay. But says groggy, groggy sleep. Okay. And, and, and that brings about that it would come to a state that we can't have, we can't have uh, pure thoughts. We can't have good thoughts about God. Like the whole point of the book is to be able to, um, to uh, um, generate thoughts on our own. We're not able to do that. Why? Because the emotions and prayer don't happen at the same time. He says, do you want to see inside? Do you want to, yeah? He says, Rak gufnes, all we're able to think about, all we think about is physical thoughts, bodily thoughts. Mayoichal, mayishte, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? Uletzarletzir vadimun gufni canal, and I'm able to, to have physical um, uh, um, visualizations. Therefore, lachain, therefore, amarnu. But until now, we said, the previous chapter, we said, right? The previous chapter, we said how you could raise, how you could try to, to arouse yourself, to inspire yourself, to wake up by davening from different things. We gave, we gave the, the advice in the previous chapter about how to do that, right? Aval says the Piazetzner, don't do the other side. Don't, don't leave. Until now I've been telling you how to make yourself feel by davening, to raise up those emotions. But don't, don't forget the other side, which is what? Hainu. Kol minis oiras she'oyle bekirbe bekol hayoyim she'loy b'shaset Anytime you're, you're excited, you're emotional, you're moved, in the middle of the day, bekol hayoyim, Right, and the way he says it, kol minis oiras sheoyla bekirboi, any any awakening that that comes up from within, right? Knows you don't, you're not trying to feel an emotion, you're not looking, you're not trying to make it happen. It just happens. It just arises within you, not by davening. Shalebishas tefila vaaveda says the piyazes says the rebbe lo yazev oisa gamkein. Don't leave it. Don't let it go by. Use as beautiful words, use it as a key to the soul. Anytime in the middle of the day, doing something else, 
you have a, you get excited, you get happy, you get sad, you get moved something, use it as a key to the soul. Why? Kikana, like we said before, kol minestrakshus, any movement, any emotional movement, any feeling, any, any getting, getting a, a, a feeling of an emotion, afilushal mischa, even if it's business, or anything else that has to do with the body. Here he says simcha, whether it's for broken heart, whether it's joy. It has, that is a little of the revelation of the soul. I mentioned, we learned already that this is not like Chabad. Chabad would say that that's the animal soul, etc., but this is the Piazetzner's way of, of, of he, he holds that anytime you have an emotion, anytime you get moved, you're moved, that is a, a, um, a key to the soul. And you could bring it into, into Avedis Hashem. He says, um, and even if it's about business, whether it's something that makes you sad, makes you happy, it's a gilia nefesh, it's a revelation of the soul. Rak. Right now, your soul is enclosed in a garment of needs of this world. That's why right now, the reason your soul is, is you know, you make a great business deal, you get a raise, your, your soul is so happy. You feel so happy. And that, Pizetsu said, is the revelation of the soul. Right? But right now, it's in the garment of being happy because of the raise. So what you have to do, what a person has to do at this opportune time where you feel happy for whatever reason, about money, about anything physical, he says, use the Shasa Koisha. Use the Shasa Koisha. Use this opportune time. And any time in the middle of the day, not by davening, you feel brokenheartedness, even if it's something physical, because of one of the needs of the body, you feel brokenhearted because of something of, of one's body, something physical, right? Uh, an example, uh, or let's say you put your kids to sleep and the other, the other thing happened. You get completely broken and sad that, that uh, you know, whatever. Anytime you have a feeling, even if it's about physical things, even if it's about the body, says the Pizetsu, here's the Eitzah, Go to the side. Like, in other words, you have that feeling, now just go to the side, stand by the wall. Stand by the wall. And say some kapitlach tilim. In other words, chap that emotion, that spontaneous emotion that arose for whatever reason, and bring it to Hashem. <coughs> So if the previous chapter he said that by davening you're not feeling anything, so generate emotions. Here he's saying the opposite direction, that if the emotions arise, hop onto it. Now, I just want to say there's a very similar idea. Um, it's a very, very well-known idea from the Ramban. It's actually the Kedusha Slavi, the Baditchva brings it a lot of times. The Ramban says, the Ramban is uh, explaining a posuk in Shirashirim. And again, this is similar to what the Pizetsa is saying, but it, there's a difference. So, in Shirashirim, it says, Yishbat Yishchem Benoisi Yushalayim. The, uh, the, the Raya says, she says to, to the other daughters of Jerusalem, I make you swear, Im ta'iru, im ta'iru, es ha'ahava atshetechpatz. Those are the words. Im ta'iru, if you shall wake up, cause to wake up, to, to, to wake up the love until it's time. That, the simple explanation, the simple translation is, don't wake up the love until the time has come. It has to be the time for love to come. So don't, don't wake it up, don't arouse it unless it's the right time. But the Ramban says, in Amunah the Ramban says that the word techpats has in it the word chefetz. What is a chefetz? An object, right? A chefetz is an object. So the Ramban says that the deeper meaning of the Pasuk is Im te'irim te'irusa'ava If in the middle of the day, for whatever reason, all of a sudden you feel love for Hashem. For whatever reason. 
you, you are moved by the, by the beautiful clouds, by the sunset, you're moved by anything. And you feel, but like, you really feel appreciation for Hashem. Im te'irim te'rasa'ava, achetechpats, the Ramban says, put it in a chayfetz. Do something lemaisa. Do an act to manifest that feeling in the world. Don't let it stay at an ethereal, you know, uh, um, uh, coronary level. Achetechpats, bring it into a chayfetz. Bring it into a, do a mitzvah, give tzedakah, something, something do to bring it down into the world in a more solid way. Right? That's a, it's a very common, that's the Ramban, but it's a very common idea already by the Rishonim that this idea that when you want something to be manifest in the world, you should actually do something in the world to make it more manifest. Like the Ran, for instance, there's a very interesting Ran, you know, by the Nevi'im. So a lot of times Hashem says to the Nevi'im to do all sorts of really weird stuff. Like, uh, you know, the Yecheskel was told to sleep on his side, like to just lie on his side for a couple of months and, and uh, you know, take, take two pieces of wood and put them together. And, you know, Hesheya was told to marry a, a, a harlot. All weird stuff, all different things that, that Hashem tells the prophets to do. And, and there are all sorts of these props that they seem to need. So the Ran says the same idea, that Hashem wants the prophecy to mamish become connected to the world, to be mamish connected to the world, to do something physical to bring it down. Even when it comes to Navua, you need to do something physical, but well, maybe not even. I mean, you know, that's, uh, I'm sure you know, that's the reason that they say by the Badichever, when he would say Keser, Musaf and Shabbos, he would hold his watch, his timepiece. Because, you know, there's a whole shayla in halacha about time, peace, and Shabbos. It's, you know, this whole shayla whether you're allowed to have it, not have it. So, but the Bidichva, Dafka would hold his timepiece, his clock, his watch, when he was saying Kesra and Musaf, so his soul shouldn't fly out. He wanted to hold on to something in this world, right? And also by the, a lot of Rebbes, they tie towels around the hand, the same idea. So the Ramban says, the prophets, when you, you wanted to make it a chalais, when you want to make it really, in the world, do something physical. That's the Ran. So the Ramban says the same idea when you have... A, oh, by the way, that's also the Minug, where the Minug began putting like notes in the Kotel or by the oil. Like why do you, you know, put, put a note with your name to also to leave something physical, that there should be a physical manifestation of the fact that you were at this holy place, that something physical from you should remain. So the Ramban says anytime you have that feeling of love, don't let it stay at that ethereal state. Bring it into a Chayfetz. So that seems to be like what the Pizetzin is saying. Or not. What do you think? It's similar but different. Huh? I think it's similar in the sense of like making sure that you channel that emotion or that feeling into something else. Something else physical. The spiritual, like elevating your emotions. Right. Right. And by the Ramban is talking about you feeling love for Hashem, bring it into a chayfetz. The Piazetzner is, again, like we learned, using the Baal Shem Tov's Chiddush, that everything, all the emotions are really Kedusha, just they feel through Shvur Sakalim. The Piazetzner is using that idea of Chesidus to say, not, Avas, not just Avas Hashem, any Ava. Any, you're feeling love, you're feeling Simcha, you're feeling joy about anything, about a good hamburger, whatever it is. Bring it to Hashem. Use that opportunity. And, and like you said, he's not even saying to bring it into a chayfetz. Because he's talking about taking the, the feeling that wasn't Kedusha and bring it to Hashem. He also has a theory, though. I'm, I'm really asking. I'm yeah. That yeah. The emotions, even when directed towards a non-divine or you know, a very corporeal, a very sensual object, is really a lower reflection of, of that love for the high. Mm-hmm. He, he has a similar... That, well, that's... Uh, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely what he, he's yeah. saying. He's, that's based on the Baal Shem Tov's idea right. that to elevate, elevate emotions, elevate even... In, he's not talking about impure emotions. He doesn't get into that over here, but he's talking about elevating emotions just for whatever, that fall into you for whatever reason. But yeah, that's... 
That's what you just said. From chutz, it's it's enclosed in the levush of tzarchel malza, but right. it's actually right, right, right. Uh, right. That is what he said. Right. right. Well, he doesn't say that. He uh, said the previous sentence. Rakshim chutzah who believe, but what is it? Mischer, even if it's business, whether it's Shriya Salev, whether it's Simcha, it's just a Gilei but that Gilei Nefesh, the Gilei Nefesh is not necessarily towards the Divine, though. Right, that's what I'm saying. Not like the Ramban. No, so I'm asking, does he have that theory as well? Which theory, the Ramban? The theory that the lower forms of desire are really reflections like shadowy reflections of the higher des- desire for God meaning are you asking Dafka about I'm it, asking if the Zetzner also about impure impure not only impure any, any, any desire yeah yeah I mean the, the fact that he's the fact that he's saying that that you could take any emotion and and bring they, it to Hashem. They really have a root that is Tarsa Balshamta, right. but it's okay. based on, on on that idea totally. It's totally based it's on very, that idea. You know, Augustine has the same idea. That what? That every desire is not satisfied because they're all intimations of the highest desire towards God. Well, that's really Plato, right? That would be it's, Plato it, in it that. It has a Platonic comes from Platonic, the idea. Of, yeah, but. But God, though, right, doesn't right, really, right. You know, well, so this is a, the personal God that your love for God is really what motivates all of your desires. Uh-huh. They're just lower forms of that, of that same. like misdirected lower forms of, of your desire. When you desire anything, you're really desiring the one. Right, but would, in Augustine, I mean, he wouldn't have the idea of, let's say, the the Shriya Sakalim that no, that no, love that's fell right. down. He doesn't have Shriya Sakalim, right? But, He's saying that the soul is ordered in such a way that the soul's desire to return to its maker so, yeah. is is what dominates all of the soul's de- desires and all of the soul's motions. It's looking to fill itself up yes. from, from, from its yes. source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very ancient. I mean, this is like what the best is saying. There's an intimation. But still, it's still earlier. not exactly the same thing as what Augustine's saying because Augustine's not giving the Eitzah. Well, yeah, he? I mean, the, he, Augustine in some way is saying that you go, you progress from the lower forms of desire to the higher desire. Uh-huh. That, that there's a natural... Sounds like C.S. Lewis also, well, right? C.S. Lewis takes it from Augustine. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, he has a whole book about that, right? The Four Loves? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I hear, but yeah, so, I mean, the yeah, it could be it's the same. I wonder. I, mean, I wonder. This, that, that theme... Yeah. See, Shreza is, is a different kind of, like, that has a more... Uh, um, a mystical, well, yeah, like theurgic almost, right. you know, element. Yeah. Yeah. Because the idea, I, just, I didn't think about this last time when you were explaining, it's the idea of the Ha'alas Machshavas and all that stuff, it's connected to the Eidol Mavado, that like if Hashem is everything, then but, it's like it's, it's at its core, everything is Hashem. You just kind of have to peel away all the layers. So if you remember, I mentioned two weeks ago that, that was, that's the Machlekas between the Alter Rebbe well, and and many of the students of Baal Shem have said both ways. The Komarna is most famous for being the most radical. With Eno Muvadi, Komarna Bechlal was very radical when it came to these things. And he said, yeah, any, even the most impure of theirs, it's all Elokus, just grab onto the Elokus, in the Machshavazara, in the thing. And the Alter Rebbe says, yeah, everything is Hashem. But Hashem here is manifesting as Tuma. So how could you elevate it if your mom is holding on to it, right? So that's, that's, but that's when it comes to, you know, impure uh, avid uh, desires and stuff like that. Yeah, the business, is that, yeah. Is that, <clears throat> that machlok is connected to, can you put that in uh, Timtum? Like meaning saying it's different levels of Timtum? How do I understand Timtum? Because, like, if Hashem is still fully revealed, like, if he's more revealed, then... You could just, connect it yeah. to that, Mustama. In other words... There is, you're right that there is among the, Has, the Hasidic masters, there are two ways, very general ways of looking at symptoms, even in the Torah Sabal Shemta, which is that do you say the negativity, the garments, the evil, the challenges of this world are just an illusion? Because Einan Milvadoi, and really when God exists, the world doesn't exist. Or do you say that the world itself, 
exists, what's an illusion is the yeshus, the feeling of separate from separateness from God. That's the illusion, but the world itself is really there. So yes, you could connect it to that. If you say the world is just an illusion, and all there is that God exists, so yeah, it's, it's all God. But in Tanya, it's no, you, this, there is a tzimtzum, and there is a lower world. And yes, the lower world is also Hashem, but Hashem is manifesting as the lower no, world. Nobody in Judaism says that the whole world is an illusion. Sure, there's a, yeah, of course there is. Tell me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. That's the famous Dego Machna Ephraim. Okay. There's um, Dego Machna, and, and, and he was the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov. Right. Not just anyone, he was the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov. So, in Parshas Kisovay on the Haftorah, Kumi Oiri Kiba Oirich, right? Rise and shine, which by the, 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 the term rise and shine comes from the Navi. Kumi Oirich from Yeshaya, Kumi Oiri Kiba Oirich, arise and shine for your light has come. So there in Parshas Kisovay, the, the Degma Ephraim says that a mushal from my grandfather, it's a great mushal. He says that one time the king uh, decreed that anyone that that he was going to be in the middle of an obstacle course. And whoever will be able to make it to find the king will like, get all the riches and will be, you know, forever uh, uh, loved by the king. So the whole, you know, all the people come. Everyone wants to go, see, you know, be in the king's favor and to get the riches and whatever. But they come and there's this huge wall. So they scale the wall and then they see on the other side of the wall, there's like this torrential river. So a lot of people just turn back. They say, well, you're not going to... You know, some people that are more loyal, they cross the river. And then they see on the other side of the river, they see some jewels, some money. And then after that, they see, you know, a wall of fire. So most of the people are like, well, here's money. I'm not going to try to cross the fire. And they take the money and they go home. And then some people, so the couple of few devoted souls, say, I'm dedicated to the king. I'm going to go through the fire. And they walk through the wall of fire. And then they come to a press, and then after that, there's Mamish the most. Like an Indiana Jones movie. Right, exactly, yeah. Like there's the diamonds. The, the, well, but here it's going to be different. You're getting. Yeah. So there are diamonds and like Mamish, so much money, and then it's a precipice like to jump, yeah. and to jump like to get to the other side, there's like this huge chasm, and it's almost impossible to jump. So most of the people, everyone else took the diamonds and, and went back, except the prince, the Ben Melech. And the Ben Melech closed his eyes and said, Father, I love you, and you want me to come to you. I'm going to, even if it costs my life, I'm going to jump. And he jumps, and the, at that moment, the king, was, the king was a sorcerer, the king was a magician. And the whole obstacle course was an achizah senaim, was an illusion. And at that moment, all the obstacle course disappears, all the treasures that they went home with disappear, all the money that they went home with disappear. And there's just the king. It's just the son is sitting with his father, the king, right? And now the idea is that so some people take the goods of this world, what the world has to offer, right? And, and say, that's good enough. You know, I don't need to find the king. And some people say, no, I have to find the king, even if I have to go through walls of fire. And, you know, so that's, that's a mushal, mamish, that seems to say the world is an illusion. Now, Unless it's saying it's a, it's a very elaborate metaphor or parable for Eino Nuvado, but it's not, it's still not denying that Kodesh manifests in the world in different levels and in different emanations and different <clears throat> degrees. That's a Chabad, that Chabad so explains the length. Ultimately, it's Eino Nuvado, but it doesn't mean that from our perspective, there aren't not just from our perspective. It seems that even from Hashem's even perspective, Hashem's right? Hashem's there's a tachtoinim. Fine, fine, exactly. Yeah, in other words... I like that. I mean, that to me is a better interpretation. Soya, soya is soya, right? Nobody's going to eat feces because, they're gonna, uh, you know, right. it's like saying, oh, I'm going to sin because it's all Hashem. So eat feces. It's also all Hashem. Right. <laughs> but you're not going to do it because it's, it's feces. Right. So, yeah. So, within... Within the different schools of Chassidus, so you'll see those that go more with the illusion. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I never saw anyone other than Chabad explain this part this way much stronger. In fact, always the Rebbe spring from the Rebbe Marash. That the Rebbe Marash has a very famous mimer, uh, where it's printed in English, translated as true existence. It's a great mimer. But Maisei, he says, there's, he brings two proofs that, you, that even though the Baal Shem Tev's Achdus Hashem Eidem 
But you can't say the world is an achizus and naim, is an illusion. He brings two proofs. One is because it says Bereshus Baralikim. Bereshus Baralikim is a Shemayim Vesaharetz. And the other proof is a Mishnah in Sanhedrin. The Mishnah says that two people are collecting squash on Shabbos. One is Chayv, one is Pater. If a person is literally collecting squash, you're Chayv. But if you make an illusion as if you're collecting squash, you're Pater. Because it's only an illusion. So the Marash says, if the world is an illusion, then there's no Shabbos, then there's no keeping Shabbos. Tzitzis isn't real, Tfilin isn't real. Right. And then, interestingly, the, the Rebbe said... And he said, look at that, that the only proofs that a Jew could find that the world really exists is from Torah. <laughs> now, does a Jew be willing to believe the world is an illusion, right? But Torah <laughs> says that it's not. Torah says the world exists. And but only yeah. two proofs at that. And only two proofs, right. That's, what we, that's, that's as good as it, as it got, right. What's the Mesorah on that, on that mashal that it's Mamisha if he doesn't have where is like I mean, whole, it's in Dekel Machna Ephraim, and right, he uses those words. Right, but he, there's a whole Masora after that that interprets that mushal in a more in the more literal way versus the more figurative way. So again, other than Chabad, none of the other schools got so technical to okay, about it. But there's definitely you you know I I've seen through the years some sfarm that'll say you know that. Uh, that's all him and, and you know and it's not real and it's not real you know and there are those that are most you know more stressed that yeah the world is a world right but um, so but that's interesting what you said Yaakov that that could be this machlekes about how to look at, at, at emotions is, is very much connected to that so the Maisi but the Pizetz let's go back so the Pizetzner says so if a person feels this Emotion in the middle of the day, from whatever, whatever reason, go to the side. Yelech take Go to the side, and stand next to a wall and say a few kapitlech tilim. Say a parak tilim. Now, I, I want to make clear that he's when he's saying to say a kapitlech tilim, he's going he's to make it more evident. But even now, I want to say when he says to say a couple of parak of tilim, he assumes that you understand what you're saying. Because even though, even though we always say that when it comes to davening, when it comes to saying tilim more than even davening, even if you don't know what you're saying, it's still objectively, eternally meaningful. <clears throat> because your divine soul knows what you're saying, even if you don't know what you're saying, right? But over here in this circumstance, when the possessor is saying to say tilim, he means to bring that emotion to Hashem. So if you say, at this particular juncture, to say a that you don't understand would not work, then say it, as he's going to also say it in your own words. He's going to say, say it in your own words, if not. But just saying the fact that he says, Kapitlech Tilim, he's not just saying, Zog Tilim, like, you know, say Tilim without understanding. He's saying, because you want to bring it into a Chayfetz. You want to bring it, in, and if it, and Avada, he would also mean, if it, if it would help to say a Pasuk in Chumash, say a Pasuk in Chumash. It says that And the best would be if you find a capital tone that would mamash fit with whatever's going on in your life, with whatever's happening. And one would have to be quite a bucky in tone to do that. But he gives the moshul. For instance, Let's say a person suffering from enemies. A person has enemies, people hate that hate them. Not everybody has people that hate them, but some people have people that hate them. So a person has trouble from enemies. So, so, so he says, Yispal kapital hey. So look at Tehillim chapter 5. What does it say there? Marabu tsarai. How many are my enemies? Rabim kamim alai. Many stand up against me. Right? So you see, that parak of Tehillim is about enemies. So say that parak of Tehillim. V'im daiga cheres. And if it's a different other worry, the Ispalo Tavati Bivain Mitsulas, Davin chapter, I think, 60 something, I've, I've, I'm sinking in a deep, in a deep, um, the deep uh, uh, no? abyss. I'll pick my eyes up to the mountains from where will my help come. He says, Don't just come and just say words. That's what I was just saying before. Don't just say the words of Tillam without paying attention. That's not what I'm trying to say, the Pizetzna says. Right? Don't just come from the Shuk. What does it mean, come from the Shuk, from the marketplace? Because he's saying, you're in the middle of work, you're in the middle of the Shuk, you're in the middle of the marketplace, 
Now all of a sudden you have, you made a great deal, you made, uh, you know, a thousand dollars. And you feel, well, probably people make deals, they make more than a thousand dollars. But like you make ten thousand dollars, right? And you feel so happy, huh? This reminded me of uh, the scene from Austin Powers when... Which one? When he's back in time, so he thinks one million dollars is a lot. So, you know, he's trying to extort only one million dollars and they, they're like laughing at him. Because, yeah. Anyway, it's a stupid <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I could fit into this, you know, <laughs> to take the I and Austin Powers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Um... Yeah, so you, you, you're in the middle of the marketplace, you make $10,000 and you're so happy. Don't just say it, Perak Tehillim. Think about, or let's say something is horrible is happening, something terrible happened. Think about one's worries. These worries that cause you such pain. And I hear the possessor starts waxing poetic. I don't, not poetic. I mean, he just like starts spilling his soul onto the page. Where should you go? Who could bring you salvation? Who else should you go to if not Hashem? If not God, the Kol Yochel that could do anything, the merciful Father, who else would you go to? And again, he's, this is all, the, the, he's assuming that you have the emotion and now you're going to the side and now you're trying to, 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 to conduit that emotion to Hashem. And so you bring that, let's say, the pain that you're feeling and say, who's going to help me if not my merciful father? And you're getting close now to Hashem's throne of glory. And with your thoughts, Picture the glory of God, that you're standing before, and begging. And then beg, Many say that I don't have salvation. It's just saying, Many say I don't have salvation in God. That's what they say. But you, Hashem, will, will, will guard me. And after you say that parak of Tehillim, talk to God in your own words. We know that's a very, very big, important idea. It's not just in Chassidus. I mean, that's, you know, that's Jews throughout the generations always spoke to God in their own words. But Chassidus stressed it. And of course, Breslov took it to an extreme where they say spend an hour just schmoozing with God. But Lamaisa, all the all the streams of Chassidus very much um, said precious when you could talk to God in your own words. The Pizetzin is saying, now when you have that emotion, talk to God in your own words. Whatever you're feeling, which is very much like his Baidah, is what the breast lovers say. And now, again, because you have been moved, this is all coming because something moved you, something, some, a worry that you had or something, and now you're taking it to bring it up to Hashem. And so as you're saying these words, from, from, from one sentence to another, from word to word, you'll feel that your mind, your thoughts are getting stronger, are ascending. And a little at a time, a little, little, you start leaving the, the, the needs of the, of the body. I'll tell you just a story that I heard from uh, one of the uh, Yushalmi uh, Chabad Mashpiim. Uh, so he said a story that he heard, his, I think his, his name is Rabchaim Shalom Daich, his wife, I think it's her, her she comes from that family, Anyway, there's in Tveria there used to be a huge Hasidic community, right? That's Avedas like Pnim the... from Tveria, right? That he was the Rav in Tveria of the Slanim Rav. That's where when there was the first Aliyah of the Hasidim, Remendel Vitebsker, they settled in Tveria. That Remendel Vitebsker is buried in Tveria. So there's a story, and, and there were a lot, a lot of it was very Hasidic a place. So this is a story that happened when it was still under the Ottoman Empire. So I was talking before World War One, yeah. So and um, so there was a Jew. There's a, this 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 happened. This story happened in that area, and and Rebbe Daij's father-in-law's father or something was was part of saw it. Basically, it was a Jew who sold wine, 
And under the Ottoman Empire, you had to pay a huge amount of tax, like crazy amount of tax. So, as unfortunately Jews <laughs> are wont to do at times, he decided that he was gonna, you know, not report all the bottles of all the bottles of wine that he was selling. Now, in 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 the uh, in those days, in the Ottoman Empire, if you cheated on taxes, here you go to jail. Over there, it's achas dasulehamis. They kill you. <laughs> There's no, you know, they pull your intestines out. So all of a sudden, this chassid heard that the inspector, the tax inspector, is going around houses and checking if what's being reported is correct. And this chassid goes out and he sees that he's, this inspector is just a few doors away. And he knows that if he comes into his basement, he's going to be killed. So he runs to the shul and he puts his head in the Aron Kodesh. And he starts saying to chapter Yurches, chapter Yurches, which Pizetz is also going to quote very soon. Chapter Yurches begins, Erchamcha Hashem Chizki. Erchamcha Hashem Chizki, which means, I love you, God, my strength. Erchamcha Hashem Chizki, I love you, God, my strength. And he just started saying that over and over, and they say that, that he kept saying, and he went into Vegas, and he just kept saying, and he started crying, and the tax collector, they say, skipped over his house, just went over his house. So they came running to him to tell him, and, and they, couldn't, they couldn't budge him. He was just saying, I love you, Hashem, I love you. And he, they, he didn't care anymore about anything else. So you see that, that Mamish, even though he, he, you're talking about a, this is a chassid, not even quote-unquote a tzaddik, but a real person that he had the threat of death, yet he was able to go and, and take that and elevate it and, and bring it to, to start crying to Hashem and then cause it to come into Mamish Kedusha, that he, that he went into Dveikas of connection to Hashem. Yeah. By the way, I, I just want to say, I mentioned this, I believe I mentioned this a couple of... Uh, uh, months ago already at this point, but I mentioned this, I think. But this idea of, of uh, the Piazzetsno, that it's um, of, of rising, raising up emotions and, and uh, directing them towards Hashem. So yes, it's very much based on the Baal Shem Tov's idea of Shur Sakelem, the way the Baal Shem explained it, but you do find this idea beforehand, other than Augustine, you also found that, find this idea, and also a Kabbalist, in Reish's Chachma, I think the Reish's Chachma he brings from Reb Yitzchak Demin Akko. Reb Isaac of, of Akko was one of the early Kabbalists. He was like, the, I think, the, the teacher of the teacher of the Ramban or something like that. And he says a story. Is that Reb Yitzchak Saginar? Is he? Yeah, Yitzchak Saginar, yeah. So, and so the Reish's Chachma quotes from him a story that happened. That Lavdaf, I don't even think it was with Jewish people, but there was. He says that there was one uh, very like slovenly, like you know, uh, lowly guy, like a, not just a commoner, but like uh, you know, very poor, you know. And one day he sees the princess passing by, and he's enamored with the way she looks. He immediately falls in love with the way she looks, and he goes and propositions her. And she says to him, I'll meet you in the cemetery. Now, she meant over my dead body. Right. <laughs> he heard, I'll meet, you. I'll meet you there. So he went to the cemetery and all he could think about was this princess and his love for her and his desire for her. And he, all he could think, and obviously she never showed up. And he was like days, he thought maybe a couple of days, and he just spent days just meditating on this love for her. Until eventually, after so many days of just focusing on love, he elevated, it started being towards Hashem, towards God. And, and he became a, the, a huge tzaddik or a holy person that people would go to for brachas. He became a very holy person, all from that, because he, he was so focused on that love and it got somehow he was able to elevate it up to Hashem. It's a story that's in Rosh Chachma. It's uh, hundreds of years, that's years before the Chassidus. He didn't marry the queen. Huh? He did not marry the princess. No, he was. Uh... Yeah. Okay, let's go weiter. Um, so as you as you you you're davening to you're talking to God in your own words, 
through this emotion. You'll feel slowly that your mind, your machshava, are, are slowly ascending, getting stronger. And little by little, then you forget about what, what originally caused the emotion. See, that's what he's saying. Like the, like, the, like the pauper in the story with the princess in the cemetery, or the, the chassid in Tveria. Eventually they forgot the reason that brought that emotion. Right, the 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 vehicle that that caused the emotion, which was either the princess or or the tax collector, they forgot about it. They just they just you you ascend and not care anymore about the physical needs. And a scream comes out from the depth of your heart. Master of the universe, bring me close to you. make me pure. Please take me out of all these worries that I should be able to be close to you. Take away all the challenges that I should be able to have a pure heart, a pure soul. That's what you should say to Hashem. And then the Pizetzner finishes with a saved philosophy when you finish your prayer. Then it's good to say a Pesach to strengthen you. Like that'll give you a feeling of strength, a, st- a feeling of, of 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 fortitude. For instance, Chapter twenty-three of Psalms, Right, I won't fear evil. You're with me. and now be happy. Be happy that God is with you. Because in truth, Hashem is taka with you. It's beautiful. The be happy now that Hashem is with you because He's talking really with you. He's always with you, but especially at this time, that you just poured out your heart to God. It's a, it's a, it's a time of exaltedness, of closeness. And therefore, you, you should know should, that Hashem is with you. And if you do this the whole day, Yargish achar tefila, you'll feel after the avening. Zoom in oinig ruchni, you'll feel a a uh, spiritual pleasure, a spiritual oinig shaltara, a pleasure of purity. It's a hard thing to to what he's saying here. This pleasure of purity, a pleasure from purity. It's like a, it's a hard thing, you know. Was that what exactly does that mean? But a person, you know, I guess you come to that level where you mamish feel. Pleasure from being pure, I guess. But yeah. is he really saying that through this experience, when you're feeling this negative thing, and then you go and seek Hashem and pour your heart out to Him, is he saying that the end result will be that you will achieve this like pleasure, this like spiritual pleasure state? Yeah. Is that even like is that is that the point, or is it just even if you don't achieve that state, that's what you should? Let's say you just have a negative emotion. Can you express... It wasn't a negative emotion. Well, you said both. You said either one. You're saying both. Yeah, yeah. Let's say the one where you are, you know, feeling negative and you feel like you have enemies and you're saying songs where you're enemies, you know? And like you're you're feeling desperate, right? Yeah. And you pour out your heart to Hashem. The end result could be you feel better, but you might not feel better. You might just feel... Right. So, but he's saying that even even if, quote unquote, the, the issue hasn't been resolved... But you should feel you'll f- feel better in that you had this moment with God. Right. So, so you're using it for something. In other words, in other words, uh, right? In other words, it's not just one of those moments in life that are difficult, but you're taking it and bringing it to God. So that that should bring the spiritual pleasure. Um, your soul was in Gan Eden today. Who could compare to it and its joy? Tov. Let's stop here for today. Real has a lot of different definitions. There's an interesting scene in the Matrix also talking about jumping when there's a scene when when he jumps from one building to another and he has to like like uh, Morpheus tells him he has to have the confidence to jump from one building to another and make it. The what? Morpheus tells him he has to have like the confidence to believe in himself mm-hmm. that he's the one that he can jump from one building to another. And then when he jumps to the other building he he misses it. And you know the whole what's the matrix, so the whole world world is an illusion. So he falls to the ground and then he like, you know, dies, but like really he doesn't die, it's just an illusion. And then he wakes up outside of the matrix and his nose is bleeding. And, uh, and then he says, you know, to Morpheus, like, I thought this is an illusion. And Morpheus is like, well, it's, it's, you know, the body can't live without the mind. 
Uh-huh. You know? So it's like it's not really an illusion, right? Like, there's like this mix of of like the physical and the spiritual together in a way that we can't fully grasp. And right. That that, that seems kind of a, yeah. So f- yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. I mean that is yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 those those schools that would say that the, that the world's an illusion would certainly say that um, that still you're being tested how you'll act within within that matrix. Yeah, hundred percent. Like a video game, like you still have to play by the rules. Right. To yeah, win you still the game. have to play by the rules to win the game. It's just a very um, I don't know. It's it's it, it, to me it's it's like that again. Personally, that sounds very shallow. The idea that the world really is a tachtonim, it really is a lower world, and you're actually bringing God into it is a lot more powerful. You know what I mean? That the world has an existence and you're transforming it. It's not just some illusion that you have to deal with. But again, some people uh, you know, will feel better about the illusion. But you see the difference? You understand the difference now? Kaha, kaha. They said that one can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, true. A long time ago, but I think Rav Weinberger has some like introduction to Hasidic Shiram, where he talks about this stuff. I, I can try to find the. I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember those Shiram. He talks about that there are three um, ways of looking at whether the world exists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said one is one is. Um, Deism, I believe he brings. I don't remember if he brings that one. Deism is that there's a God, but he doesn't have what to do with the world. Then there's um, a cosmicism, which means the world doesn't that's exist. Huh? A cosmicism is a, is a kind of. It's a, well, that's that the world is an illusion, right. right? The world doesn't really exist. And then there's and then there's of course pantheism. pantheism. Pan, well, pantheism is heresy because that's that the and world is God, is nature right. is God. And what we what he says, I, I believe he brings the idea of panentheism, right? I think he says that, which is the idea that Everything the world is, is God. within God. Right. Yeah. The wall is in God. Yeah. So, um, so that's what that's what you know Chabad would say that the world exists; it's just within God. It's mm-hmm. just part of Him. Shkoyach. Shkoyach.